And I'm definitely going to like, I think what I'm going to do now with these things is I'm going to cut stuff out and make them separate. Like, yeah. this is one of those things. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, Hop's here. LT's out on vacation, so you're just getting me for this. Um, welcome to episode six. Uh, we wanted to do something a little different with this one, um, and we're doing something that we're calling tangential jaunts. Basically, tangential meaning tangent pieces that had nothing to do with what we were originally talking about in our episodes, um, and jaunts just being that wonderful Philly word for anything. Um, so in honor of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, and my voice sounds like shit from watching it, um, we're going to call it that. So stay tuned and listen to some bits from our conversations with Emily, Dan, and Evan. Uh, we hope you enjoy. I also, we, we should tell the story about fucking New Year's Eve with Joe, you, Holy and me. Holy shit. Was it that fucking crazy? Oh my god, that story is out of control. <laughs> Wait, now you guys have to tell me. So good. Uh, so I don't know what the best way to introduce the story is. Well, no, here's how it is. My heart was broken because my ex, my ex girlfriend broke up with me that night. Yeah, that's the right way to start that. <laughs> yeah, there um, you go. You got the puppy face know, right now. You do. Um, so um, everything happens for a reason. It was so funny because, like, Kate was texting me and she's like, you're going to come see me? Because I was thinking about it, like, New Year's Eve, bringing in show after, like, 10 years or whatever. So yeah. I was thinking about going and then we'll call her Erin, because that was her name. She Everybody's always like, we'll change her name. No, it's Erin. No, um, <laughs> How, how many years? This was, what, three years ago? It, um, when was that reunion? Uh, three new years ago. Wasn't this one or the last one? It might have been yeah. the one before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At Bowery, right? Yeah. So, so she breaks up with me, whatever. Um, and I'm like, and Kate texts me, and she's like, you're going to come tonight. I'm like, uh, it's, it's literally four, It's literally 3.30, maybe 3.30, on New Year's Eve. Nope, and I have no... No fucking train ticket, no. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm fucking going. Um, <laughs> Love it. So I'm like, so I call, I call hotels.com, the devil. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, do you guys need hotels in New York for tonight? And they're like, what? Um, <laughs> New Year's uh, Eve? And you're calling <laughs> me on New Year's Eve? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and, and um, so they're like, yeah. And I'm like, Okay, so they they do the whole search, and I'm like, okay, it's gotta be, it's gotta be accessible. It's gotta be accessible. Um, and they're like, uh, like, yeah, it's accessible. I'm like, are you sure? Are you are you, are you sure? They're like, yeah, okay. So, I book the hotel. I get the train ticket. I wheel my ass over. My mo- my mom who was with, is like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to New York. She's like, right now. And I'm like, yep. And so I. Get on the train, 
the show is about like what time was that show? Like ten thirty, eleven, something like that. I mean, it was yeah. it was like a regular, it was like a normal show, but only just a little bit later. So maybe like instead of starting at ten, they instead of starting at eight, yeah, they started so they at nine because I think they were opening bands too. Yeah, and they wanted to like play. They wanted to be on stage at midnight, I think. Yeah. So how long does and, it take for you to get in here on the train? Like three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. Okay. So, so he already started this plan at three thirty. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it's like maybe six thirty, like six thirty when I get on the train. Oh wow. Like, yeah. So we're we're cutting it super close, and like the, the major issue with me in New York City is there's fucking cabbies, man. They never stopping me because when they see the chair, they fucking just um, roll on by. Like they they never stop. One time so. we were in the city and we were in Little Italy. Right, you're laughing already. I hear it. Um, we were in Little Italy. It was it was epic because like what well, I met you at the train station and then we ended up like walking all the way downtown because it was like well why even bother with the train and we can't get a cab so fuck it and we just walked to yeah. Italy to eat which like the random guy called you Armando we still don't know why but so we you go to get a cab. Armando. Yeah, Armando. You're like no, but okay. <laughs> like. How many other guys in wheelchairs in the world? How many other guys with their names Armando? Like, I want to be Armando. I feel like when I have a beard, my name is Armando. I think if I had that beard, yeah. Yeah. So this guy calls me Armando. We're just like, okay, no, but whatever. Um, (laughs) And so we we end up eating and we want to get another cab. And so we leave the restaurant and we're waiting at the cab. And I flag one down and it stops. And, you know, unlike what he's saying, it actually stopped. And, like, I opened the door and then we started to get all situated. And as we start to get up to the cab, some lady comes up out of nowhere and just runs in the cab <gasps> and takes it. Asshole. True story. But what? as the cab left, we heard this, like, crunchy noise. And we go, what was that? And we look down and it turns out that bitch dropped her phone and the uh, cab ran over it. Karma. <laughs> Boom. Karma. Yes. Look at that story. Armando. Yes. Yeah, Mondo. <laughs> exactly. The curse of Armando. Um, I mean, really, power of Armando is getting the cab, but (laughs) that would have been great. (laughs) The curse of Armando, that's the name of our emo band. Yes! Um, The powers of Armando. We're going to get into the emo anthology now, volume two. (laughs) (laughs) So, so so yeah, I, like, get there maybe at 9.30, like, it's, um, but luckily, like, it was dead. Nobody was... Like, we get, I get outside, and one of the, the red cap, like, took me all the way outside, and he flagged down a cap for me, so no problem. Get to the show, meet, meet with Hobson, Hobson Joe, and, uh, it was really good. It was really good. Yeah, so, um, like, Raina Maria reunion, New Year's Eve, of course, yeah. we have to do this. And yeah. We meet him and say, yeah, we go. And the Bowery Ballroom's really cool, like, I don't, I don't remember how that worked, the... The main floor is on ground level. Right. So I think it was just easy to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Otherwise, like, you have to go downstairs yeah, and then yeah, upstairs. Yeah. No, it is on ground level. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, and I remember being right near the stage. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, for some reason, we just rolled out and we were right there. And then um show was great. I mean, they're so tight. I think they're probably the most underrated. Like, they're just so, like, three piece. I mean, they were just super tight, and um, so she, like, and, and I, I got to see Kate that night, and, and finally meet her husband. He's, like, the coolest dude ever. Oh, that's like, right. We, like, waited around by the door for a little bit, and then she came out to say hi. 
and then he's like British and has like a beard and he's just uh anyway. Um <laughs> You you would say he gives good hugs. Oh, okay. I yeah. can picture him now. Yeah, that, there you go. <laughs> that's 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 it. So, so it was super cool, but like um so after the show, I hang out for a while and then like, okay, I think you guys like agreed to like take me to my hotel. Yeah, um, we're like, where we... is this hotel? And the hotel is in the financial district. Okay. Right, it's in the financial district, and well, it's not too far from the Bowery ish. I mean, it's it's, it's far. far enough. It's far enough. Like the weather, it was like fifteen or ten degrees oh. out. It was really cold. No. The hotel was really far. I mean, even if it was a nice day, I still wouldn't walk it down there because the island at that point, you think it's closer based on like the street names and everything, yeah. but stuff is really far away. And so we were trying to get a cab for a while, and we couldn't, and then yeah, no, we decided, you know what? As, as you would say, we're just going to roll out and <laughs> just go over there. It's, it's me and Joe and him in the car. I think you had a blanket with you. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I haven't yeah, had a blanket with him. He's like in the blanket. Me and Joe are like are walking over there. I think by the time we got out of the show, it might have been one thirty, yeah. maybe 1. And I don't think we got to that hotel till maybe 2, 2.30, something like that. We didn't get to that hotel. Because we get there. And, and there's a whole line of people. Everyone's trying to check in because it's New Year's Eve. Right. And they didn't, they overbooked. They didn't have room for me. <gasps> so we waited on this line and get to the front to, to get us sorted out. And they tell him no room at the end. No. Because what happened was, I forgot on the train, they called me and said, oh, you're, we don't have room for you. When I'm on the train like an hour and a half out, I'm like, well, I'm an hour and a half from fucking New York. You've been five years room yeah um, so they claim this one we get there they don't have one so we we steal some cookie i'm like i say no i'm taking fucking cookie i took a cookie yeah they, they had it's one of those hotels i forget what hotel it was but they got the good cookies yeah so like around like, the corner <laughs> from my from my office <laughs> now yeah they had good they had their thing was that they had warm cookies okay and so they had them on like i don't know whatever some kind yeah. of yeah little yeah so I get oven to... situation back there at the host yeah i hope you guys took like 10 cookies oh fuck yeah we did we loaded <laughs> up on those cookies yeah <laughs> so they finally put me in a, they we get a cab they're like well i'm like well you're gonna find me so they un, I had another one of the properties i don't even know where i ended up but yeah so they they, they found a like we were hanging out we we're trying to figure out what to do and they said they found him a spot and so, yeah, they cab. got you. They were getting everyone cabs because they overbooked and so many people were trying to find. Oh, and they found a spot man. which was fucking uptown, actually kind of close to where the Barry Ballroom oh, was. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so, so we got him in the this? cab and then we were like, we got to go home. I didn't get to sleep till 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, we didn't get and... back here maybe or I don't. Either we got back here or we were waiting for the train at 4 o'clock in the morning. Jeez. <laughs> That is nuts. So, we got that... a story out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, th- but you guys had fun, except for, and you got cookies. No, Raina Maria rips. Yeah. So... They were so good. They're always so good. They're fantastic. <laughs> and they're, uh... I'm... But that, that brings up an interesting point. So this may be, you know, one of your more memorable experiences for all the reasons that we've just discussed but do you have a show that like was just 
like musically or whatever that mm-hmm. was just like the best thing you've ever seen or been at or like changed my world changed that yeah um I mean I don't know I've been going to so many shows now and for so long that like I don't ha- ever go into them expecting like a to know what I'm going to get out of it. And so I'm able to appreciate all the different shows that I have seen for the different things that they offer. So, like, I wouldn't say that there's, like, one. You know, like, just, like, this is the end-all, be-all to, like, why I do this. I just enjoy live music. But if I had to just, like, pick a show that I would say was just all of those things at once... And, like, just not even, like, just gun to my head kind of thing, do it. I, when I saw Dillinger at Altar Bar in Pittsburgh, which is a venue that is no more, <laughs> you oh, know. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. And it's sort of like, and you know what was really sad about it was that, so Altar Bar closed, and then North Star Bar had also closed. I still can't talk about that. Every time I and see it's it. It's happened just... all in the same year, too. Or, like, I found out about Ugh. it all in the same... Like, it was over a few months. That's and rough. then um, the Asheron? Is that what that place yep. was called? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> all hail the Asheron. <laughs> you know, that they, place. Had, they had closed. Which, which we had you to thank for us finding that, by the way. Because you wanted <laughs> to you. see... Yeah, thank you, Emily. Yay. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, who see, we see capsule? Or we capsule. saw yeah. yeah, we saw. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a whole. Remember thing. when they had like the folding table and you had to get they pulled the beer out of a cooler? Yeah, it was so like before it was even was like a, a real. And we saw we saw amazing. um yes. the most epic one there was that refused yeah. after refused. That was so fun. <laughs> like their show is <laughs> so fucking <laughs> terminal five. Refused. Who plays Terminal Five? <laughs> crushes it. Decides. Fuck it, I'm not done yet. We're gonna go to Bushwick and play this little tiny yeah. place. They played like show at one in the morning. They played like five songs or something, but it was yeah, the best was thing. Ever. So good. But anyway, you know, we were like the six people online. Yeah. And then everyone and their friends showed up and pushed Assholes. us halfway down the block. So yeah. we were like one of the last to get in. Yeah, but we were the first. But we made it in. Yeah. But we made it in. We did. Um, we so. got it in. <laughs> Wink. But yeah, so I saw Dillinger at this venue at home that's just, you know, was epic and, and small, like, like sort of in the way that North Star Bar. Oh, wow. Like the intimacy of that. Got it wasn't it, yeah. actually that small, but it just, it had that, to me, it had that feel and like whatever. And it just, they just unloaded in the way that they always unload on everything. Like always. it just was, it was just insane and like. Because it's so small, you're just you're there with like everyone. And I, my friend Megan came with me. She had never like seen them or heard of them. She just was interested in like checking out something new. And um, you know, we went, and I was like, I'm probably gonna go in there, you know, and like be in the pit and everything. She's like, that's cool. And like, I handed her my my keys, and I just like I went in, and she said she was like, I saw you for a minute, you know, and then you disappeared, and it was gone. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it just was, like, they always play these, like, crazy things. And, like, I just, I don't know. I just was one with what happened there. And, like, I ended up getting a black eye, which, like, whatever. That's... It's it's part Call it metal or not. But, like... Yeah, it just... It just, like, that's the only time I've ever been sort of, like, hurt in that kind of way. Like, I know people go to shows and they get, like, really fucked up. Like, I've heard some stories, like, some people I work with, like, their friends, and 
So, like, I, it's not like that, but it just, you know, it was that level of, like, everybody was, like, going crazy and... And it's never, like, a malicious, and I think that's a thing that maybe some people who don't listen to this kind of music or don't go to shows like that or don't don't go to metal shows or hardcore shows or whatever. It's not a malicious attack that if you come out of there with, you know, I'm saying I got a bruise at the Coheed show, which is not that, it's not even that type of music. It's heavy, it's mm-hmm. loud, it's loud, it's fast, but it's just because everybody's moving and grooving and, like, they're just having a good time, and if your mm-hmm. elbow happens to hit somebody's eye, it's not like you're going out to, like, punch somebody in the face. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, if you go into those situations, you just need to be a little prepared that this this could happen, and yeah, if you don't want to be a part be of it, aware. you can always go in the back. Um but yeah, I think it's a kind of a preconceived notion that people mm-hmm. think that, you know, you, I mean, some people do go to these shows to release a lot of like yeah. anger, you know, and there are those people, but the majority of the crowd isn't about that. It's just about having a good time, dancing, blowing off steam, being one with the band, being one with the music, feeding off of what, what they're giving you, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you can't control that. It just happens. And then mm-hmm. you just yeah. go Well, with it's it. like, um, so this, this guy that I've met, you know, through a coworker, he he goes to shows and he gets like real crazy. And he broke his nose oh. at a show. I don't even know the band. Um, yes. I don't remember the name of the band that he saw, but um, you know, like there's a picture of him and like blood down his face yeah. and all this stuff. And like the guy who did it to him, you know, like they were saying, like the night that it happened, there was they were like having problems and they just had so much rage and. And like energy, like that they couldn't stop. That it just was like kind of wild. But then like the next show, like he saw this guy there, and like you know, it was like they were friends. Like oh man, like how you doing? Like how's yeah. your face? And yeah, like, you're cool. And like <laughs> fix your face. Yeah, and, like now fix they're your face. <laughs> like now they're cool. You know, yeah. like whatever happened at that show, and and yeah, you got like seriously hurt. Didn't. Like, they didn't hold a grudge about that. Right. Like, it, that almost bonded them, you know. Even more, the, yeah. yeah. It's kind of the community that exists. I think that's, like, the greatest part about not just metal shows or not punk shows or not mm-hmm. just indie shows or folk shows, whatever. It's, like, the community that you're a part of no mm-hmm. matter what. Just, like, in that small space, yeah. you know. And that's what I think, you know every time we're doing one of these recordings and talking about it, it's just, like, that's what the best thing about live music is. It's, like, going and being a part of something that's bigger than you are, mm-hmm. you know? And being with your friends who you don't even know, but they're your friends because you all, mm-hmm. you know, you share this love of this particular band or piece of music or singer or whatever the case may be, you know? And that's why, you know, it's funny you brought a friend to see Dillinger who had never seen them before. And I did the same thing to a friend of mine. You, Hops, did the same thing to me, you know. And it's like just being open to seeing something you've never seen before and just going and checking it out. It doesn't, I mean, I've gone to shows that I haven't loved, but I'll check it out. And if I don't love it, then I'll leave. But, like, I, you know, I want to experience it and I want to see, like, how other people are experiencing it and, and Mm-hmm. What, what gets them excited about it and you know I love going to shows and watching everybody dance like when we were at the Mountain Goats the other night and that girl was just like she was loving it and <laughs> yeah. she was just having the greatest time and dancing and I was just like I enjoyed just her you know what I mean I just enjoyed her like her having that good of a time made me enjoy it more 
You know, because it's not that I don't like the mountain goats. I'm not like a avid listener. You know, I think they're talented. I like the type of music. You know, it's. But she was just. I was like, she's having the greatest time. This is awesome. She's great. You know, and <laughs> I, like that kind of thing is another fun thing about going to shows. Just I don't know. You know? Yeah, the people watching, <laughs> like, part of it, too. Yeah. You know, where you start to be like, well, I know why I'm here, and I know what, you know, I like about this, and, like, I like this venue, or this band's been one of my all-time best, or, like, whatever it is. But then, so you go there, and there's, like, all these other people who are, like, there with you, and it's sort of like, well, why are they here? Is it for the same reasons as me, or is it not? And, like, how into it are they? And... I always think about that, like, when we're at shows where you really have to, like, support your own weight in the Mm -hmm. crowd Mm -hmm. and, like, the people who don't. I'm like, do you just not get that element of it? Or is this, like, the thing that's fun for you is to, like, come here and, like, not do that and, like, be annoying to everyone around you, you know? Or, I don't know, like, there's just, like, this, like, thing about it, like, going and, like, being a part of that like experience and so like I start to think about that like the people and like why they're yeah like why they're there too yeah which is all what we're learning and probing I love that word (laughs) (laughs) we will probe you the opposite feeling of the word moist probing the words But probing, yes. Um, <laughs> or penetrating, either way. Pickles is a good one. Pickles is good. And penetrating. All right, well, I should have said pickles. Keep the probing, <laughs> penetrating angle. Um, yeah. No, it's like we're just trying to see, like, why, you know, like, what is it that makes you get up and go and be a part of it? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> You're part, part of it! it. <laughs> yeah! Which is another great band that I've yep. seen several times with you fucks. <laughs> it's very true. Very, very true. Yeah. They're fun. Which, um, I was thinking about this, actually, when you were sharing this story about going to that, like, festival and being like, oh, I have to go and see Coheed. Like, we went to Bamboozle, right? Was that the show, the oh, festival? Oh, yeah, yeah, where they played that record? Yeah, Pieball was there, and I remember it being like, they weren't really sort of the big name there, right? I mean... People who knew about them, like that's was a big I with deal. you guys? Pieball was for like Pieball was a big draw because they'd broken up a couple years beforehand. I think I, I want to say a couple. I think it was a few, not like two years ago they did, and now they just can't stop playing. Like yeah. I think it was a little <laughs> bit longer. <laughs> I can't stop. They can't stop. What's up? Right. Oh god. But um, yeah, that happened. It did. Um, <laughs> But they were a draw, so, like, I wasn't going to go. Like, Weezer was headlining. Yeah. Um, there were a bunch of other bands I was like, I don't care, you know. Um, but then when we heard that Piebald was going to play, what was it, When Life Hands You Lemons? No, not Life Hands You Lemons. Um, the one, the white one. Is it like That's a good I can album. See that, that was the first King one, right? Road. Yeah. That one. Uh, they were playing the whole record, and that's why everybody went. They played everything. We are the only friends we That's have. That's it. We are the only friends <laughs> we I knew. Have. I was like, I have it right here. Yeah, yeah. They, they played that one completely except for, I want to say, one song because they were only allowed 45 minutes and they had to make it happen. Yeah. Well, they and cut, they out, they cut out the it. slow one. Right. They cut out the slow one. And they powered through the whole thing. Good like, choice. We're not even going to talk. We only have a little bit of time. We're just going to fucking jam it, have fun. Mm-hmm. And then the 
this it was a tiny side stage completely packed with people at one point travis hands a guitar off to a tech and ends up singing the song and standing on people's hands and like singing with everybody it was out of control mm-hmm. that's why i went well, I know that I know that's why we went, but what I'm I it what reminded me of it was that I felt like that wasn't why everyone who was there went. Oh no, yeah. And so and it was like such a big deal that we were like, we have to go do this. And I had like a, on a sub level of that moving mountains played too at that show, and I remember oh, yeah. I remember being like, I have to go see them while we're here doing this thing, but. It just, I don't know, made me think of it like that's not, like these bands, sometimes you're like into these bands that are like in these things and it's not what like everyone's into, but then you meet up with all the people who are into it. And yeah. That show was great. I, I remember it being like, yeah, like they had to power through and yeah. like it was just a, wild. Yeah, the cross-pollination effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we went to, um, we went to Warp Tour uh, early to And um, we went to work tour, and it was at a time where a friend of ours was, like, someone that I hadn't really hung out with was dating a friend of mine, which now ended up being, like, a roommate of ours and, like, a really good friend of ours, right? But we didn't know him at the time, but we knew his girlfriends and went to school with her. And we went to work tour, and a friend of mine, who I actually haven't really spoken to in a long time now, which I should probably see what he's up to, um... He wanted to see this band. He wanted to see Motion City Soundtrack. And I'd never heard of them before. Mm-hmm. Nessa never heard of them before. And we were like, ah, oh, you say they're good. Everyone's going to go do their business. We're going to go check this band out. And we go and check them out, and they were amazing. And Vanessa goes, my boyfriend's really going to like this. And she goes and, like, buys a CD and buys a shirt and hands it to him. And that, like, you can see the trajectory of that now. Oh, and, man. Like, yeah, that's gone. So, like, all of these little that's things. That's Like, crazy. we talk yeah. about, like... Like we were joking the, when we recorded the last one about like the guy who stocked the CDs at the Philadelphia University school store. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Being the first time that like I'd heard a Dillinger record, and we talk about them a lot because they're the best. But, you know, but <laughs> we do. <laughs> they're kind of like, right now, right? Like the backbone like, of us. Happened, that yeah. happened to me, mm-hmm. and then. Mm-hmm. I brought her, and then yep. we brought you, and you brought your friend. Like it, it ends up being a whole. Yeah, it crazy grows thing. like a, like a virus, like, or a, like a fucking virus. Like but a, the like best virus. The best virus. The fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> the best virus. <laughs> if there would be a good virus, it would be them. Yeah. And that's who's standing next to you. <laughs> right. And in the micro right. community, oh yep. the micro yep. community of the Coheed and Cambria four night stand at Terminal Five, the like root. it's that. It's, it's the, the person who system. heard it next to the person that they gave it to, yep. who's next to the other person that they gave it to, and like it's a whole line of like six people connected by like that one thing next to so. me giving it to her. This is how the zombie apocalypse starts. If you see the, uh, the thread here, it's normally hops giving it to one of us. <laughs> so, but you have always patient. been, you have always been. In hops well, we I, trust. Yeah, in hops we trust. <laughs> uh, oh, no, it would be this. <laughs> it would be an H. I was doing an H, like a, like a blessed H. It's just going to be a cross with a bunny on it. Yeah. Uh, fluffy bunny. Clever <laughs> new 
Um, no, because that's always been your thing. You, you're, you're, and you know, I'm gonna toot your horn big time right now. Yeah. One of the greatest things about, toot, 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 toot. but one of the greatest things about you in general is like you just love music, period, and you will like listen to anything, check anything out, and you're, you dig. So you're like, oh, the, or if something new came out, even if it's not really your thing, you're going to listen to it. And if you know somebody who you think is going to like it, you're going to share it with them. Even if you don't, you're going to be like, hey, I heard this thing, you should listen to this. Or like, oh, this thing came out, and it's always this thing, or like whatever, and you use your hands a lot because you're Italian. But like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 this thing, and like I heard it, and I think you'd really like it, so check it out. You know, and then that is like the, the snowball effect. And then, mm-hmm. I, you know, you are have been that person for me since we met, you know. And then I, in turn, try and do that to other people because I enjoy it. So, like, if I hear something I know that, like, you'll like or, like, some somebody I'm going to be like, yo, you should try and listen to this thing or, you know, it doesn't always work. And seven out of ten times a person doesn't actually listen to it, but all you can do is, like, give it a shot, you know. And that's – you've always just been that type of person with, like, in general. You're just like, hey, you like this thing. Yeah. I heard it. Here, take a look. And you'll, like, give it and share it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Because without that, I wouldn't have heard. I may. I wouldn't have been as exposed to as many of the things, or been exposed to something and then able to learn more from it on my own. So, like, you know, like the whole Dillinger thing. You'll hear that story if you're listening to this podcast. You probably already heard that story, so I'm not going to talk about it. But you know, from that, I was open to like a whole different genre of music that became my lifeline form Mm -hmm. you know and without that one moment I could be a totally different person you know or like totally different things so it's crazy to think about it in that way too your tattoos would be very different they would be Uh. (laughs) the dots you can see it better now when we're in the light with all the dots Hmm? you should put a picture of it on the medium page now that we're talking about it yeah we will yeah it's paying homage to the the one, the only, the best, the Dillinger escape plan. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. They're gonna it get is over like, the, we're going to get over this soon because, I, I mean, know. not like we're going to get over it, but there will be a mourning period and then it'll be done because they're done. They're, I don't know that I'll ever get the over The end it. of days are here, so... But the thing that we have you'll to look forward to... you be forced to move on. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, you'll be forced to talk about other things. Well, I think what here's the greatest thing, but they... We may... No, we won't, though. We, we won't, won't. No, we will always go back to them as, like, our... I mean, I don't think we'll ever not talk about them, or we'll just find ways to slip them into conversation <laughs> somehow, some way. But, you know, the, the exciting thing to try and, like, focus on now is, like, okay, they're not going to be doing this thing, but they might do some other cool things. So let's see right. what they all have in store. And, like, a lot of them have other side projects. And some we've mm-hmm. listened to most of them. And mm-hmm. some we feel closer to than others. Mm-hmm. But it's all it's all cool. It's all fun. It's just, you know, another thing is, you know, you sometimes got to let things go and, and evolve. <laughs> it's, like, it's, hard. it's like the Get Up Kids, you know. We kept following Matt Pryor. Yeah. <laughs> through all of the... The yeah. New Amsterdam's and Matt, the solo like, stuff and that, right. like, Terrible Twos thing. And Matt Pryor is a really weird instance, and I'm definitely going to, like, I think what I'm going to do now with these things is I'm going to cut stuff out and make them separate. Yeah. This is one of those things. I right, right, right. We have... <laughs> <laughs> cut. Matt Pryor's a really... Cut! <laughs> Matt Pryor's a really weird thing because 
as much as I, like I enjoy going to shows and like seeing music and stuff like that, but the thing that's the most interesting is the stories involved with things. So like we talk about like you know Night Four, Night Four where they played Night of the Living Dead, and the interesting thing about that and why I remember it is because they talked about that show they played where the thing was on, and it's like you understand why they're doing what they're doing, and it makes you appreciate it in a different way. Mm-hmm. So the weird thing about Matt Pryor is that I started. Sorry. Seeing him play when I was in school, so right, like, 2000, I think. Fuck. And the, fuck. Right. So <laughs> the, the weird thing is that it wasn't just him with the Get Up Kids. It was him as the New Amsterdams most mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Because, again, like, the stories are more interesting, and it's just him, and he's more engaging. He's talking to you and talking about other stuff, and so, like, that's the kind of stuff I respond to more. But... I remember, and this is going to be creepy, I apologize if I'm being a creeper, but he said it, I didn't look into it, and that's why I know these things, is I remember when he told the story about him getting engaged, and I remember when he talked about getting married, and I remember him talking about his kid being born, which had just happened, and like all of these milestones in his life, he talked about at a show right after or when it happened. Mm-hmm. And so you're, like, on the ride, too. Yeah. And then when you listen to this, like, I don't know, in his music, it's not really as reflective. It's not as obvious. But, like, you watch him, and you're, like, the the sleeve gets longer and longer as the years go on. And, like, you know, everybody in the crowd, like, celebrates his, like, milestones and these kids being all that stuff. And, like, that's why it's, like, You see the evolution. Yeah, and that's why it's a whole (laughs) different thing, for me, at least. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and it's also weird, because, like, then you feel like you know somebody, but you don't, and there's that weird, mm-hmm. like, thing. But that's why that's a whole different yeah. thing. Well, I mean, it's, it's different because yeah. it's deeper. Like, yeah. it's more than the projects that he's pursuing, you know? But, like, the core idea is still there. Like, for me, when I think about that, like, you have a, an artist that you enjoy, and they might either break up and do different things or they might stay together and still do different things yeah. you know depending yeah. on their situation and you and you check that thing out because you were interested in the original you know band like you came to know about them and so you're willing to, to at least see what's up and um that it's that sort of like yeah spreading of the yeah of it, the stuff it's like glass jaw and head, head, automatic, head yeah. automatica like or they're different it's different music but you checked it out maybe because you were into one or the other maybe you came at it backwards and heard about Head Automatica first like you know and that's just how those it's the same thing as learning about something from a friend and they learned about it from something before and it spread to you that same kind of spreading happens through the music itself too and yeah. I think that that happens at shows because you go and then you, you know, you'll hear about whatever's going on and then that might connect into a different project that they're into. And like Matt Pryor is one of those situations for me because I learned about him before I really consciously knew what the Get Up Kids were, which is like kind of weird for me because it shouldn't have been that way. But so I learned about the Get Up Kids which made me learn about James DeWeese, which then made me learn about Reggie and the Full Effect. <laughs> the fucking Full Effect? I the was actually... Full Effect. I was and just going to bring him up. 
Well, and so... <laughs> this is great. But so I've seen various iterations of these of these bands and singers. Like, I've seen Matt Pryor alone. I've seen him as part of the New Amsterdam's. I've seen the Get Up Kids play. I've seen Reggie and the Full Effect play. And I have this, like, these weird moments where, like, I would see Matt Pryor and he would tell this story about the last time he was, you know, not the last, the last time he was in Pittsburgh, but, like, just a time when he was here and he was here with, you know, the boys. And, you know, the story about, like, somebody getting beat up in the street and, you know, like, this craziness goes on while they're here. And then, like, a year later, Reggie and the full effect comes, and James Louise is, like, telling this story about how the last time he was here, you know, he got fucking, like, beat up in the street. <laughs> and so they're, like, sharing these things, and the place and, like, the things that they remember are similar, you know, and I got to see that happen, the cross section happen because I happened to know about both of them at the same time in my life and like happened to see these shows, you know. But some people might not have like known about the other and they'd be prompted to check it out and then maybe they went and, you know, like there's just this weird kind of like ebby flowing, like circular like thing. And that was like, yeah. that was a weird thing for me. To, like, go and to, like, feel like I was sort of starting to get to know what they were about because they're very open, like, performers. Yeah. And then because they knew each other, like, I wondered if they knew that they both shared the same stories about that place, you know, when they were apart. Like, I didn't know if they would know that. So, so I was, I had hoped there was, they toured together and they were supposed to come to Pittsburgh and some t- at some point, like, in the tour, something happened, and they weren't able to finish it, so they weren't able to come there. So I never got to see them, like, do that one show together, and they'll probably, like, never try to do it again, because, I don't know, you know, it just seems like that's how they are. But, like, for me, that's where that whole thing culminates, like, the whole, like... I'm checking out this band, and I really have loved this band forever, and they're doing this thing, so I'm going to check this out. Now that got me here, and I'm going to tell my friend about it, and they're going to tell their friend. And then they're going to come, <clears> and they're going to see this thing. And Well, I think they're, like, a per- first of all, buy a T-shirt. And <laughs> I think that they're, like, a perfect example of, the, you know, they started out, and they were kind of like an emo-y type of band, right? But then James Dewey was in Coalesce. And that was a completely different kind of band, right? Yeah. And then, so it's, like, the same people playing, like, crossing so many different genres and, like, killing it in each one. Like, they just, they're such good musicians that they're able to do so many things and, like, be, be, and, like, reach so many people because they're so versatile, and I just think they're great. I mean, like, I personally, I think I knew who Reggie was before I knew who the Get Up Kids were. I, and I liked Reggie because I just thought they were fun and playful. And they, he sang about dwarves. And I, <laughs> and I was like, this he's is a, amazing. He's a wild he's Yeah, a wild he's just like, like, you know, it was something that you could just put on. <laughs> and it was just, like, playful and fun and, like, didn't take it too serious, you know. 
And then you would go and see him, and we saw him once, and he dressed up like Hannah Montana with blood on him. Do you remember that in yeah, Philly? Yeah, because he always makes the Philadelphia show a shit show. Yeah, because isn't that where he first played when on his own or something? That was like Someone one of like his. That, yeah. Yeah. So like it was just, it was so fun, and then Faba Beans. Oh no! <laughs> you know, and it was just that. like they, <laughs> like I he is just. I mean, like, I, I like the New Amsterdams. I like the Get Up Kids. But I think out of, like, if, if I'm going to go on record saying this, if I had to pull out, like, my favorite spawn of the Get Up Kids, it would be Reggie. Like, I, I have followed his career a bit more. And I also really enjoy his earlier stuff, too, with Coalesce and... and because I just think, and, and you know, I love drummers. So pretty much I'm that oddball that will follow the drummer from this band to another band to another band to this, like, I just, I, t- I tend to do that. So. Yeah. That was always the thing. One of the things I don't know I, what you were just doing with your eyes. <laughs> I was really, I was really distracted by that. I was always one you of. sleepy? No. That was always. You smack. Stop it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone that you like that you haven't seen yet? Um, not, not I can think off the top of my head, no. Because that would be it. Yeah. I feel like that would be it. <laughs> yeah, not that I can think off the top of my head. Um, and at the moment now, no, I'm more interested in seeing, like, nothing would get me that excited, right? Yeah. Like, stuff I've gotten into more recently, you know, like, I haven't seen RJD2 yet. You know, I've had a few chances, I just haven't gone, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, the the truth of the matter is that I don't enjoy shows as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I like, right now, for me, the perfect show is two bands. Okay. And just two bands. Right? <laughs> if it's three bands, I'm going to not come for the first band. I'm going to come for the last two bands. Ain't right? none of these hardcore festivals for you. With no. Like ten bands in a basement. No fucking way. I don't you need have... windows. Or windows... I, I, I don't need windows. Okay. Right? You need right. ventilation. But I can only okay. stand for so goddamn long, you know? <laughs> yeah. My feet hurt. I just, it's just like, how much do I enjoy this? My legs hurt, my feet hurt, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not feeling it. You know, like the last show I went to that happened to me, but it wasn't, I didn't even really, I didn't really want to be there. I'm not going to say who I saw because I don't want to throw a band down the river. I mean, yeah, I wasn't my cup of tea, right? Yeah. yeah. I went because my girlfriend wanted to go. She's like, can we go? I'm like, all right, I'll go with you, you know? Uh-huh. And it stinks when you're you're at a show where like you're not even really feeling the band, you mm-hmm. know, but you're yeah. just there for like moral support, yeah, you know, and like your legs hurt, and your feet hurt. <laughs> Look at these fucking shoes, man. Look at this. this yeah, is you like, need I'm a like, new pair of shoes. Like the Great Depression. This is, is fucking insane. <laughs> Maybe all we need to do is get Dan a new pair of shoes and then he can go to all the shows. Yeah. And then enjoy them again. Maybe well, it's the shoes. Maybe even, the shoes are the problem. Well, even when I was younger, I would have like, you know, after standing for too long, I got flat feet, right? And it would hurt. <laughs> yeah. it, it would hurt after a while. So some shows, it's just like, oh man, like, are they going to come on yet, man? Like, why yeah. do they come here so early, you know? Yeah. Like, that would be it. Like, it would be like so many bands. Yeah. You know? Do you guys, <laughs> you guys remember Candiria? Yes. yes. You guys ever been to? I love Candaria too. How many times you see them at Lemoore? Uh, like maybe like once or twice, honestly. <laughs> Wait, what's Lemoore? Lemoore is a place in Brooklyn that's walking distance from my dad's apartment. 
I saw Pete Steele there once. Oh, shit. He was at a show I went to. I forget who the fuck I went to see. <laughs> but you saw Pete Steele. That's I did the, see Pete Steele. That's Steel the Pete Steele show now. He had his car in front, that ridiculous thing he was driving. <laughs> and that was it, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. They were good. I, I loved how they... That's actually a band that maybe if they... If I knew about a show, I would go see again. Because of the fact that... There's, I don't know any other band that did what they did. Mm. Maybe there is, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of bands, but I don't know any other band that did that. What? I mean, the talent is just really extreme. Mm. You know? To be, you know, doing metal and hardcore and fucking jazz out of nowhere, right? Mm. And the time signature changes. Yeah, I mean, that was like... Wasn't just some dudes that got like their guitars and a bass and drums and just started like you know fucking wailing on them and then making coherent songs and people got you know you know were feeling it. That was a really talented band, like really fucking talented. So it's a mathcore borderline. Also oh, now yeah. now we're subdividing. I, I wanted to bring it back. Now we're mathcore. I wanted to bring it back. Now we're subdividing. I wanted to bring it back. Our genres. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that? Well, well, well. Only because you well you went back. into the detail of what they did, so she has to describe it. I, had, I feel I like do. I don't think <laughs> I feel like mathcore though is oh god I forget that band. There was one band I was equated with mathcore. Oh, uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. Love we them. love them. We love them. We love them, and we were trying to like not talk about them. And then you yeah. brought them up, and we're like, "Oh, we have to talk about them all the time." That's one of that's one of the they bands that has like survived my pod, uh, my iPod. Yeah. Really? I, have, I have an old one that has like four gigs, and I still like to keep my music and my phone separate because when I go to the gym, right? Yeah. I don't want to get phone calls. I don't want to get look answered texts. I want to see only have bullshit. I'm there. To get brolic, right? <laughs> That's it, right? At business. Purpose. Business. 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 And while I'm there, I just want you know, I want to hear music. Although my iPod doesn't even fucking work right now, so I'm actually not listening to anything. But this is why I have the separate iPod, the little iPod Mini, like from like ten oh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the battery is, is it like, silver? Yeah. Okay. The battery is fucking. Thought you should have a silver one. It only lasts for like a half an hour at this point. It doesn't that full charge is a half hour? It's ridiculous. But they are on there. Which record is on there? Yep. Uh, I think it's like a just a few. I don't know which. I don't know. Eh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, it's gonna They're be good. good. Yeah. Um, let's see here. That's so funny. It's so funny. Another band that survived is Submission Hold. That's on my iPod too. You guys know Submission Hold? No, I don't know. Oh, they're fucking great. Yeah, I'm writing some stuff down as you've been talking. I've been taking notes. Yeah, Submission Hold is. Um, I don't know how you would categorize it. Like. Like. Like activist punk, I guess. Like, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. It's. What like it, they would have played the Wetlands? No, more like it has those elements where it's like, yeah, you have the guitar and you have the bass and you have the yeah, drums, yeah, yeah. you have the singing, right? Yeah. But then also you might hear a flute out of nowhere. You know, like okay. there's there's some flavor to it, and the songs flavor. all have. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and the songs all have like some kind of meaning. You know, like you know, like um, I I don't know, like. Uh, 
you know, it's like, like purpose. Yeah, it's a purpose. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm not gonna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has a purpose. You get it. And it's very good, and they're very talented. You know, so that mm. yeah, that I would suggest. They they are um, fantastic. I saw them once. I saw them once at the First Unitarian Church. <gasps> I love that Phil. place. Oh, it's the best. Fucking love the church. Okay, tell us more. That reminds me of another band I when saw. When was what that? Was, oh, oh, well, God. keep on your tangent. That maybe it was like 2000 or something like that. We were there then. <laughs> yeah, it's around that time. <laughs> and uh, what was, um, oh, my God. They were, now, you know, guys are making me, like, remember shit now. Get in there. A long time. there was You're this, welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> there was this band, and I, oh, my God, it's going to fucking kill me. Because there was this band, they were only together for, like, you know what? We're gonna play like charades with. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's gonna be like guess who with bands. Yeah. Oh, let's see what we can. They were like down. together for like five years. Okay. And then they decided to break up at the height of their success because they didn't want to like, like you know when a TV show goes past four seasons and it starts to turn to shit. Yeah. yeah. Like they didn't want to become the band version of that. Okay, that's fair. So they broke up, and it was a guy and a girl who were the lead singers. Kill the Man of Questions. Oh, so good. Is that it? Kill the Man of Questions, right? I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but they're very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That Kill the Man Who Questions. I haven't seen that. And I saw oh, no. their last show. This actually goes back to where it sucks that you get to a band. Yeah. Like they don't play anymore. Like, Wait, Kill the Man Who, who questions. questions. Who Questions. It's like, okay. it's a fucking cock tease because you go and you see their last show, right? And I mean, I had just gotten into them. It was maybe I got into them like a month or two beforehand. Yeah. It's hard to gauge time because now... You know, a month now goes so fucking fast, and a month yeah. back then, like, took a while, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, That's relative time. Yeah, yeah it's all right? relative, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I saw them, and they, they were fucking fantastic. And I remember being really, like, disappointed that this is just their last show. I just got started, you know? Yeah. And that was fantastic. They were great. But at least you got in one. I did get in one. In. Y- yes. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, Not I did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that, they were good. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, dead air. Oh, you said dead. I thought you said we're there. No, no you yeah. said dead air. You're like dead air. Dead air. <laughs> what are wrestling yeah. cuttings for? That's what guys Oh yeah. We're so, becoming master editors. No, time. I, I do remember because I think I saw them at the first Unitarian Church as well. That's why it clicks. Oh, kill the main question. Yeah, I yeah. saw them there. I think it's the only two shows I ever saw there. It's such a great venue. I like. What was it. the one before them? Was Submission Hall. Oh, right, Submission Hall. But maybe that was the one after them. I, I forget the order. Yeah. That I saw them. Both Did you them. see shows in Philly often, or just when it was like? All no, not often. It might have been just those two. Okay. Well, yeah. you picked the best place to go, so. That was a good two. Yeah. Good two, good place. I mean, there's some other good I mean, we were going to Philadelphia to hang out because we had friends there and stuff, but okay. never, like... What I love about Philadelphia is tattooed bombs. Yes. Oh! So I just went there for the first time, finally. It's like, with you. Yeah. And I've I only like, been there for the first time recently because I never drank, and then... So I never went to bars when I was in school there. And then we went there, and it was like, why have yeah. I not been here? Apple, that's and my like, favorite yeah. bar... I love that place. Anywhere, actually, anywhere. They yeah. have the bar. best toys on the tables. And give you toys and lollipops and shit. It's, it's great. You know, and the, and everybody's nice. And the, the atmosphere is great. Yeah. I mean, you can go upstairs and get that vibe. You can be downstairs and 
I've never Ooh. been upstairs. I've never been upstairs. Have oh, you ever been upstairs? Wait, so there's a, a regular level and then an upstairs level, upstairs. or there's it's a basement upstairs. and an upstairs. It's a regular level and an upstairs. Oh, there are couches upstairs. There's couches upstairs. You know where all the couches are. Yeah, there's definitely couches. There's, all the couches. there's couches and pool tables, and it's one of those places mm-hmm. where like the walls are completely saturated with graffiti and stickers going oh, God knows how far back. It, God, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it's like well, it's like the uh, CBGBs. So that, the aesthetic yeah. was like that. It was all graffiti and like stickers that go back to like. God knows how long, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's like up there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, you know, it's not a venue for shows. It's right. just couches and some... And that, that, area, <laughs> that area of the city is definitely... It's like how we were talking about St. Mark's earlier, where there used to be some sort of, like, energy and vibe. Now it's just flat and not as much... Garbage. Anything. I'm trying to be nice about it. No, don't be nice about it. All right, I mean, it sucks. It sucks. Like, everything that was good down there is gone. Except for that. And there's, like, maybe one other redeeming quality, which is Lorenzo's, if you even like that kind of pizza. Oh, we're talking about South Street? Yeah. 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 There's just, like, nothing The TLA is there. The TLA is there. That's so good. But that's it. Yeah. And that's even been, like, redone. Because everything changes, right? Yeah. But everything changes, and it... I I guess... Yes, everything changes, and everything has to change, but is it, it... is it always but, for the... I mean, I guess it's for the better because it has to happen. But things shift around, right? Like, yeah. all right, so yeah. the way I see it is like, all right, so it's like St. Mark's is different, right? Yeah. And South Street is different, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be someplace else that replaces that, right? Like, whether it be in America or, you know, if it's like in Canada or some shit or somewhere yeah. in another country, right, where that vibe exists, it lives on, and it's a different place. people... Like, why are those places the way they are, right? Because the people who make it that way. And those mm-hmm. people say, this place is played out, I'm getting out of here. Well, where do they go? Where do they go? They gotta go somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Where do the next generation of people put up shop? Then again, maybe it's different now because the internet and stuff changes yeah. things, changes people. Kids are different. Kids brought up different. Yeah. Right? I think, it, yeah. I think, I mean, I think the one thing that and and I don't mean to get like preachy or like one of the reasons that I was interested in doing this thing isn't just because of my personal love for live music but it's like encouraging people who are so just like you know like okay with just like plugging in and watching a video on YouTube and being like well I saw that it's like you didn't see that you saw what you what somebody wanted you to see and they taped that moment you weren't there you didn't experience it you just watched it you saw so, another person's perspective of yes. that experience oh, yes yeah. you so didn't actually like, see that you didn't actually see it so I think like that was another thing of like why this is such like a passion it's not just because I like it it's because I think it's like it's part of what's made me me it's part of what's made you you and you you and like the whys and experience something like when you were talking about you went to see one of your favorite bands and then another band came up and took over the show yeah. like you would never get that just watching a film like it wouldn't be as exciting because you'd be like oh they're just on stage now and that's just what happened because it would be you know so it's like it's flat it's right it's like yeah. a flat version of life so I think like part of this whole thing was br- you know like bringing it back to like b- talking about why it's so important and why it's something that we can't let die and why it's one of those things that we can't just like watch get shoved under the rug well, and you become know, non-existent you gotta you go know? out and explore the world you live in right right it's you important would hope. Yeah. yeah I mean you have to yeah, because listen I'm a big homebody right I really am I love 
I fucking love being home, right? But it's true, you know, that yeah. life begins where your comfort zone ends, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's that is an, a great thing. And there is an aspect to, you know, how it how it used to be, you know, where you weren't hyper connected. You had to go out. You had to walk out your fucking door, right? Yeah. To find well, well, life. But now you can kind of just sit in chair and experience it in like third person does that make sense you know yeah, what I mean we're yeah. just staring at it and you're seeing what other people do and I'm guilty of it too you know like I'll watch uh, you know YouTube channels of people just documenting their life you know what I mean of certain yeah. things you know like I watched a couple of guys that live in China and they talk about China all the time I fucking love these channels right they're yeah, great but the, yeah but I mean that's because like, you can't go to China every day but maybe you but you also can't day. see the bouncing souls in 1996 at Coney Island High like, right. you can't see that right yeah. but it exists on the internet yeah that's and true you, which is cool if you can do that which is not that that exists right. in general yes <laughs> that is not that it exists in general I'm not I mean and I'm not saying that you know like being able to watch these things isn't important but it, but I think experiencing them is a part of well, is a big is I think it's important it's one thing it's to watch totally something that's happened in the past that you could not possibly see right maybe you missed it maybe you were old enough to have seen it but you missed it for whatever reason or you're not old enough you're too young if you're 16 you're watching that right you yeah. no way you would have been able to do right. that right so that's cool right but you know if you're missing out all right like how about this like you're at a show and then the band comes on and then what do you see half the fucking crowd has their cell phone out and they're watching it through their phone as yes. they're filming it what the fuck is that watch it you paid money for these tickets, right? Yeah. Enjoy the show. Right. Yeah. Enjoy the show. Yeah. Why are you filming it? I know. Enjoy the show. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. Idea. Someone else is going to film it. Believe me, it's going to be on YouTube, right? Right. You don't have to film it. You can just stand there and enjoy it and experience it. I can't... I mean, listen. If someone wants to do that, fine, right? Whatever. Who cares, right? Yeah. But personally, I would rather just stand there and enjoy the moment. Mm. with the people I'm with you know and have fun and not worry about recording every little thing I do it is the moments it's the moments and the memories and it's how you remember the memory it's not how it's being showed to you it's not how it's being portrayed to you it's how you remember it Mm -hmm. which could be totally different because for each person it's a different experience and that's what you don't get from a video yeah but yeah I don't know. Live vicariously I'm on my soapbox and I should just get down. Else. But what's that? Well, you guys, you live vicariously through someone else, which is which is fine. It's like um, to a point, you know. But it's like uh, it's like uh, like uh, like show porn, right? Yeah. Because like yeah. you're not actually doing it, but like you're watching it. You're watching it. Yeah. And, like you're t- making you feel and good. It's never <laughs> as fun. Watching it. Yeah. It's never as fun. No. Ever. Exactly. We're good. Get another we round have. of beverages and just chill. You have you, you have yeah. all the footage you need. Well, mm-hmm. is that what you call, is it called a footage? Whatever. So we call you. Yeah. Okay. We're just gonna hit the stuff. stuff. Sure. We're good. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Pit. You can find bonus content on our website, talesfromthepitpod.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Tales from the Pit Pod. And if you have a story you want to share, drop us a line at talesfromthepitpod at gmail.com. Crash! Queen!